Welcome to the Bottom Shelf Bible Podcast. I am your host, Tyler Sweat. And in this podcast, our goal is to have conversations about the extraordinary Word of God for ordinary people. Uh, Each week, we're going to talk about theology, culture, uh, the biblical narrative, all these things, uh, hopefully, an easy-to-understand way. Uh, We want to put things on the bottom shelf. So we're excited that you're joining us on this journey. And especially here in episode number two, I'm inviting in one of my friends, Austin Oliver, to jump in on this conversation where we talk about Bible translations, potentially a hot topic. Uh, We know that there's a lot of thoughts about which Bible translations are good versus bad, uh, how to decide for yourself what translation to read. There's a lot of tradition behind all of this. So we hope that today is a helpful conversation as you think through what is a good Bible translation for you to use as you follow Jesus. So that's what's on the bottom shelf today. Let's get into it. Well, on the podcast today, I am excited to bring in a fellow church member at Highview Church where I work, but also a longtime friend uh, from back in high school days. Austin Oliver is joining us on the Bottom Shelf Bible Podcast. Austin, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for uh, for having me. I can't wait to sit down and talk about uh, translations of the Bible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, this is. Uh, definitely going to be an interesting conversation. I think um, potentially controversial. Uh, mm. Bible translations can be uh, can get under people's skin a little bit. Uh, I know we both grew up in uh, in the South uh, in Southern Christianity, which has its own ties to certain Bible translations, and we'll get into all that later. Um, but yeah, man, I'm excited to have you on the podcast. Uh, just introduce yourself to to the people. Uh, tell us kind of who you are, what you do. Uh, and we'll, we'll get going. Sure, man. So uh, my name is Austin Oliver. I uh, help serve on the worship team at Highview Church. been doing that for about three years now. I'm also a uh, small group leader, which we're currently going through the fundamentals of the faith. And yeah. I'm really excited to be going through that and then talking about Bible translations as well uh, today. Um, I am a husband, a father of one currently and two, hopefully next week. So little girl's coming soon. Yeah, um, really yeah. soon. Really, really soon. Congratulations. It could be man. any day, but due date's October 2nd. So we'll see. We'll see when she shows up. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So yeah, we, uh, we've we known each other quite a while mm-hmm. uh, from back in, been back in high school days. And yeah. just so for reference for people that potentially are listening that don't know who we are, um, that's been a, a few years at this point. Uh, yeah, I'm actually, we're going to do our 10-year uh, reunion i think uh next may so yeah that's awesome, 11 yeah yeah buddy that's that's really cool so yeah it's been a cool uh journey and i and i know i'm excited to have other friends of ours on this podcast as well um to be able to have such longtime friends and now we're back in the same church mm-hmm. serving uh together like you mentioned you're serving on our worship team and as a group leader so pretty cool uh, pretty cool thing but uh, yeah, like I've mentioned before with this podcast, uh, just excited to bring on uh, fellow brothers of the faith and just talk through some of these things on a on just a simple level, just like brothers in Christ getting together to talk about these these things and really bring things to the bottom shelf. And so on the bottom shelf today is uh, a conversation, again, I'm excited about where we're going to talk about Bible translations. In the last episode, in episode number one, we talked about the canon of Scripture, which has to do with uh, what books belong in the Bible. So we listed those off. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that, 
go back, listen to episode one, where we talk about what books belong in the Bible. And today I kind of want to zoom in a little bit further and talk about what words belong in the Bible. Um, if maybe you grew up in a Christian home or grew up going to church, or maybe you're new to this whole Christian thing and you've started looking for a, a Bible, or maybe you own 10,000 translations of the Bible like I do. Um, I was telling Austin, I'm recording in an office upstairs at our house and looking at my bookshelf. Ironically, all of my my Bibles are on the bottom shelf. So that fits the <laughs> theme of the podcast. But also uh, there's like 15 different translations that I have. And it can be confusing sometimes, I think, to think through why do we have so many versions of the Bible? So Austin, what is your favorite Bible translation? Like what's the one you go to, to, to read, study, all that good stuff? Yeah, no, that's a really great question. My to I have a toss up, man. I do ESV as well as the NASB. Um, kind of traditionally like our, at Highview Church, we pretty much stick to the ESV. And so I like to bring that along to church so I can read along. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times when I do studying and, and just looking at scripture as a whole, I, I pull up the NASB. Um, nice. It might be a little strange. I really like the way the NASB reads for me um, and the way my mind works. I could follow it a little bit better um, uh, alongside the ESV. And, and we'll probably kind of get into the, the, the cool little line there of where they all sit. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I really enjoy the NASB uh, and, and the ESV. And uh, it's kind of weird. We, we talked about this earlier. Um, I grew up in a, my household was a King James only. You are, um, all right, hold on. <laughs> You're doomed if you, if you read anything else. But um, I grew up in a kind of a King James only uh, house. And so when I first kind of started going to church by myself and went to a different church than my parents, I was given a NIV at a, um, a student life conference kind of thing. And I read that for quite a while nice. and it was the only one they had left. And it was a pink one. And then, uh, later and a couple summers later, back in 2009, I believe, uh, I was at a kind of the same camp, um, back in Texas and our group leader was reading the ESV and I was like, what is this? And, um, I was really, really intrigued in it. I went to Lifeway as soon as I got back from there. And I picked up the ESV in the exact same leather bound format and everything color scheme. And I've, I, I'm looking at it right now. I've been sticking with that Bible since 2009. Um, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's cool. I, I had a similar, similar journey. Um, you know, I grew up in a church and a family that was very, uh, very centered on the King James version. And uh, even, you know, such that like the, the church I grew up in, they had in their bylaws where they said that the King James, 1611 King James is the only safe rule for mm. the practices of the church, essentially. And yeah. so, um, it, yeah, as I grew up, I went to some other churches, youth groups, and mm. started reading the NIV. And then uh, as I got to college and, and became wiser, I, I read the ESV. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> So, yeah, e ESV is my go-to as well. Yeah. Um, I do also read in the NASB, uh, sometimes jump over to the uh, Christian Standard Bible uh, mm -hmm. produced by Lifeway and Holman. Um, 
Yeah, I guess we should say what the names of these are, not just the acronyms. Oh, yeah, it's probably e- a good idea. ESV is uh, English Standard Version, NASB being the... Uh, New American, the, right? New American, yeah. yeah. New American. And it's funny to me, too, that almost all of these have some uh, some word in their name that makes them sound like it's it's the best. Right. We have the English Standard the yeah. new American standard. Mm. You got the new international version, right? That kind of makes it sound a little more global, but it's in English. And I don't think, I mean, English is spoken in a lot of places, but not all the places, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. So um, yeah, we can come to uh, into quite a conundrum if we are just like trying to pinpoint what version of the Bible is the best or, mm. um, even how we define that, I think, uh, comes down to several different factors. Um, so yeah, awesome. What would you say just as like a church member, as a you know Christian trying to like live your daily life, what, what would you say is like the difference in a good translation of the Bible and maybe a bad translation or a not as good translation of the Bible? Sure. You know, and some of the translations that you can look at, um, may not be uh, quote unquote bad, uh, maybe word for word, they're bad. Um, but like the message, for instance, it might be on the kind of the far left side of it. Uh, more of a paraphrase kind of topic. You can read that. That might be a good avenue to be able to read and kind of get a, a holistic idea. But if you're trying to sit down and study, you want to lead more towards like a, a literal translation, um, mm. a word for word translation, uh, People will call it transliteration, things like that. So you want the word for word. So you, kind of what they do is they take the the original text, Hebrew, Greek, Aramaic, uh, and and try to find the right English word that matches that uh, the original text. Um, so f- for me, that's why I kind of go towards the ESV, the NASB. I want to get as close to the original text as possible, uh, especially right. studying um, with leading a small group. You know, yeah, things like yeah. that. I I don't want to take the word of God for, for granted and just start mm-hmm. throwing out uh, paraphrase versions of it. I personally try to be careful of that. Uh, yeah. even with, I've got, you know, a small son, you know, sometimes it'd be a lot easier says, you know, when the scripture says, you know, um, obey your father and mother. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can just throw that out. But what, what about the whole verse? What is that? What's the purpose of that? Um, and I think yeah. sometimes those lesser um, word for word, word, hold on. Got it. The lesser word for word translations, um, you know, kind of you lose the whole impact of what the scripture says. Yeah, I hope that, I hope that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's 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 good. I think, yeah, we there's a lot of different things we can think about, and you you kind of went where I wanted to go, talking about um, what the different translations represent as far as how how that particular committee of people or uh, company decided to bring the original languages the, these are these original uh, manuscripts that we have um, bring them over into English um, they they have some different philosophies for these different translations and so I would encourage anyone out there listening go just do a simple Google search for Bible translations or Bible translation philosophy and you'll find a lot of helpful charts that will describe, or picture for you what we're about to try to describe over the podcast. Um, but there is uh, almost a, um, there is a spectrum 
that all different Bible translations or paraphrases that are not translations, we'll get to why that's uh, the case in a bit, but um, that every version of the Bible could fall along this spectrum of uh, more accuracy to the original text down to, uh, I guess, what we could, could be described as a easy, a more easy to read um, compilation of biblical thought is a way to kind of put that. So you have versions of the Bible, as we mentioned earlier, something like the New American Standard or the English Standard Version or even the King James Version would fall to the left of the scale, which would be more of what we call a word-for-word translation. So like you mentioned earlier, Austin, it's guys that said, okay, we want to look at the Greek word, see what the Greek word means, and bring it over in English. Right. Um, Now, sometimes, I mean, you read a couple different versions. uh, Like, do you find that there's different English words? Like, how does, does that throw you off as you're reading or looking in between the two? What's been your experience with that? as you look at these different versions. Sure. I kind of take them both into consideration of, okay, what, what is this talking about? Um, I mean, honestly, I kind of, this kind of goes back to the conversation you had last week uh, on the podcast about believing that this is the word of God and and these things are important. Um, And so particular things, if if they're not diving too far away from each other, where it's causing like uh, confusion. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I just look at it as, okay, this might be a little bit more uh, on par with the original text versus something like, you know, like again, the message or uh, even the, the Holman Christian standard Bible um, that I used to use as well. Yeah, that's good. I think it's, um, you know, one of the things I want people to know too is that, you don't need to necessarily know how to read Greek and Hebrew to know what God wants you to know from the Bible. Um, The Bible is God's chosen means to reveal himself um, and, and reveal the gospel about Jesus, who is the ultimate revelation of who God is to us. Um, They, he decided to record that down uh, where we could uh, share this news. Um, He, inspired these men to write the gospel accounts and to write the prophetic accounts of the old Testament, to write letters, encouraging the churches and and all these things come together to be God's revealed word to us. And I think we do need to be careful as we read it to think, okay, I want to know what God wants me to know from, from the scripture. Uh, I, I want to know, what what did the original say? Like, I want to have the closest thing that I can. Uh, but yeah, as you uh, read, and I, I would encourage every listener to go to, um, you know, there's a lot of, of great resources online where you can pull up two versions of the Bible side by side. And, and I think it can be a little bit, uh, maybe to a, a new Christian or to a skeptical person, as they look at two different Bibles and say, ha, see, they, they use different words. Obviously, yeah. they're, they're, you know, you can't trust that because it's different. Um, well, I don't think that's the case. Um, I think it actually enriches my understanding of what maybe I don't get to grasp because I can't read Hebrew. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think English and, and we could probably talk about this for a while, but English is a dumb language sometimes, (laughs) you know, 
it's yeah. I mean, we've got so many weird rules and things. Um, but also language kind of evolves and changes. So I'm I'm thankful for modern updated translations that can yeah. capture what was originally communicated in the original Hebrew or Aramaic that I'm just not going to get because I don't know how to read Hebrew. Uh, I know a little bit of Greek because I went to Bible college, but yeah, of outside course, of that's that, always helpful. But it's yeah. also like we don't speak currently in in Middle English. Um, yeah, you know, so how dare thou? How dare thou? My <laughs> father, you know, is a King James. He's very dead set on that. Um, sure. which is which is fine. I mean, it's 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 scripture as well. <laughs> We're not mm-hmm. sitting here bashing. Oh, of um, course, those yeah. types of yeah. But you know, having those conversations, I had a really great conversation with them a few months ago about like, Hey, I want you to take this, this other version home and, and really think about like, this was not the original text. So why are you holding so fast to it? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the Hebrew and Greek, like you can't read that. Dad. <laughs> You're a good old Southern boy from Texas. And, and yeah, unfortunately he, he, he can't read it. And so he really started, those things started clicking like, okay, you know, I don't speak in middle English. Um, what, what if I try to read this in the more modern version? Um, yeah. He came back to me uh, a few weeks later and was like, wow. Yeah. I don't know what was triggered in my mind that this was the only, the only version. Um, it was really, really encouraging. I think that we, we can easily get caught up on one particular uh, translation of the Bible and really hold fast to that. Um, our teeth when anybody mm-hmm. says something opposite, uh, especially with the ESV or the NASB or NIV or what a uh, new King James version. Um, yeah. All these different versions. People have their following on that. Absolutely. I, I think it comes down to um, the weight that people place on tradition mm-hmm. or um, even like we, we build our concept of God and who he is based on the families we grow up in, the churches that we attend, um, which is not a wrong thing. But sometimes then when we are challenged on, let's say, the version of the Bible we use, we tie that so closely into our concept of God. So it's like, if you change this version of the Bible that I grew up trusting, Hmm. how do I know that you're not ripping God out of my hands? Amen which is scary to think like if my concept of God is tied up into a translation of, or a particular translation rather um, I think that can be actually more harmful because then we actually place those things in the place of God and we worship them. Um, Mm. It's like any style of worship or any of those things we place kind of uh, value on in our, uh, experience of church or our experience of Christianity can become very unhelpful things. I think even one point in the Old Testament, you know, God who himself asked his people to make offerings and to have festivals and to all, all these things, he actually says, I hate the things you're doing because you're doing them with the wrong motivation. Right. You're not doing these things to know me. You're doing mm-hmm. these things because you think it's going to either make you just good people, or it's going to satisfy you when really all those things were meant to point you to me. I think we do that with Bible translations as well. We get so 
centered in on these things and root ourselves in them as if they are, if this Bible translation is the thing that gives me life. No, it points you to the one who gives you life. Mm. That's the thing is like translations and tradition are not what's going to save you. It's Christ who saves you. Absolutely. Uh, And and I think, I mean, you're completely right. And like, you can't just lean solely on that. It is, it Mm -hmm. is Christ. That's truly what's important. And when we lean on tradition as, as salvation uh, or the translation of the Bible within the correct context. um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there there is definitely things that you have to be careful of. Um, Absolutely, you know, if, if your pastor's sitting there preaching from the 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 message or one of those, maybe maybe step back and and re, re you know visit things. Yeah, but. yeah. What what I don't want people to hear me or us saying is that translation doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, because the the fact of of saying the Bible we read should point us to who God is, then we need to make sure we're not reading a version of scripture or a translation of scripture that alters what the truth about God is. Um, And so there are, yeah, this spectrum of of versions, there are variances. Uh, There are, we, you know, we can be honest with that. You know, there are uh, footnotes that will tell you uh, this line was not in most of the manuscripts, but it wasn't some. So as you read the Bible, there's going to be a lot of those things that different versions will highlight or will include. I know there's a, a lot of questions and, and we don't have the time or, or even the expertise to, to go into all Ain't of that. The truth, man. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's, uh, there's some things we can be honest about and say, yeah, we, we read uh, translations of the text that, and I think I can say this comfortably, um, the translations we read are not the thing that is infallible. Mm. If you look at any historical uh, kind of doctrine about the infallibility or the inerrancy of Scripture, it'll clarify and say that the the Scripture is inerrant and infallible in its original documents. I mentioned earlier that Austin and I attend and serve in the same church. And if you check out our website in our statements of belief, uh, in the paragraph about the scriptures, uh, we state it this way. The Bible is God's written revelation to man and that the 66 books of the Bible given to us by the Holy Spirit represents the inspired, absolutely inerrant in the original documents, infallible, sufficient, authoritative word of God in all parts. So we believe that the Bible is sufficient, that the Bible is infallible, that the Bible is inerrant. But I think that statement in the original documents is very important, Uh, not because we can't trust translation, but because we can't trust all translation, right? right? I mean, it doesn't mean that anyone who sits down uh, and creates a translation into a modern language is then covered by the umbrella of inerrancy. No, we have to say there there is an original source that is correct, that is itself infallible, and translations are our best effort at telling us what God's Word says, yeah. and what it communicated to the people to whom it was originally written, right? I mean, we are essentially trying to, uh, by God's grace, bring into our modern-day what the word says. So 
Okay. Of course, most people are probably thinking here, Second uh, Timothy uh, three sixteen, where it states all Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof and correction, and training in righteousness, uh, and that every man may be competent and equipped for every good work. So, how does that line up with as a twenty first century Christian who I unfortunately cannot read Greek and Hebrew? Yeah. Um, you know what is what does that mean for me for the infallibility of, of the word? Right. Does that, does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Yeah. I think what that kind of boils down to for us today is that first of all, we have to trust that God is first of all good and that he does want his people to know who he is. Mm-hmm. And so he has preserved for us in his kindness and his providence, um, the word that we need to to have. And yes, there are varying translations. And I think that's where we're thankful for uh, the, the work of scholars who are, you know, trying to make sure that we have a Bible that we can understand in what uh, the 1689 writers uh, said as the vulgar language, the language that we use commonly um, that we can know who this God is. Um, and again, I think the, we have to think think about the purpose of Scripture is not just so that we can know the words that are there. Because um, even Jesus tells the Pharisees, they search the Scriptures, they know the Scriptures, but don't know that the God of the, the Old Testament they had was right there in front of them, incarnate, that's, that the Messiah was right there. And that's so one of he, my favorite verses. I'm so sorry. Go for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, that's definitely one of my favorite verses because it's like you guys search the scriptures, looking through them, looking for the Messiah. And you, you understand they're all mm-hmm. pointing towards me, right? Yeah. yeah. I, just, I just love that verse. So while, yes, there are, uh, it's possible that there is a better word that's used in the NASB than in the ESV in a particular verse. And perhaps vice versa, that a couple verses later, there's a more uh, quote unquote faithful or accurate translation in the NIV than in the ESV. Um, What we have is still, I would say, uh, is trustworthy as the word of God because it communicates to us the God of the word. And and we, I uh, hope that eventually, you know, on this uh, on this journey of this podcast, we'll talk more about the inspiration of Scripture uh, and and kind of how we got from the writers as we work through the Bible. Uh, you know how God worked through these human authors, but we have to remember too, uh, as we um, on our end, as you talked about the 21st century Christian, um, we need God to work in illumination for us as well. Mm-hmm. Um, That we can sit down with the most, like, even if we could identify the most accurate and we had the most perfect translation that said everything it needed to say, our hearts are still deceitful and wicked and dead in sin. And so we still need God to reveal himself to us in his word. The best part of what you just said um, about God illuminating the word for us, you know, that that's what the Holy Spirit's there for. I yeah. mean, oh yeah, it, it brings to light the scripture, um, you know, without knowing Christ and knowing and having the Holy Spirit, you're, you're going to lose sight and you're going to get really stuck in on 
you know, if you're, if you really go head deep into translations, um, maybe just stuck, you're going to get stuck with trying to understand word for word, but losing the point of what, what is scripture really telling us? It's, it's telling us to know God and to know Christ. And, um, I think that's what we have to be careful of when we get excited about translations or having these kind of conversations with like, for me, my father, like how can I uh, have an argument with him that can be fruitful about different translations? Like, that's not the point. The point is that the the word is to point towards who mm. Christ is. Like you search yeah. the scriptures, but you, you don't understand they're pointing towards me. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's good. And I think, yeah, we've got to really take a step back here and realize we, first of all, we desperately need God to work in our hearts to even cause us to desire to know his word in mm-hmm. the first place. So I think the the fact that any of us have a desire or a, um, a drawing into the the word is is a miracle, you know, because our hearts have been radically transformed by grace, and and still, oh gosh, I still need more transformation and I need mm-hmm. a, a higher view of scripture. And um, but yeah, so let, let's kind of wrap this conversation up and just talk through. Uh, we might have already hit this too. Like, what? Why should the everyday Christian today care about Bible translation? What what are some things just as you're living your life as you're you know trying to follow Christ faithfully? Why does Bible translation matter to you day to day? Yeah, I mean, well, I want to know who God is, right? In the in yeah. the in the best form possible. Um, yeah. And again, I'm a bottom shelf guy, man. Like I, I can't, Let's I can't, I can't read read Greek <laughs> and Hebrew. So I need <laughs> I need to. Yeah. Um, be able to read something that I can understand, uh, currently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, like we yeah. were talking about earlier, I've got a bookshelf full of all these different versions of the Bible that I'll, I'll pull from and be able to read. And, um, you know, as, as a father and as a husband trying to lead my family as a small group leader, um, even on the worship team, you know, how can I have a heart posture towards Christ? And that's through, through the word. And I, I think, that looking at a translation that's going to be as close as possible to the word of God uh, in the original version. Yeah. Um, I think that's the most important. Uh, and I think you can, you can use those paraphrase versions for, I just want to, I want to read through a, a quick section uh, in, in just kind of get an overview mm. of what it's talking about. And then when you're sitting down to study, really looking at those translations. Yeah. I, I think the paraphrase you know, I hesitate to call them translations, but the paraphrased yeah. versions of the Bible, I think are great supplemental tools, uh, just like a commentary would be, sure. um, you know, it's a person's take on or a, a, uh, putting in their own words of, of what a verse means or says. And so again, we, we just need to use wisdom. Uh, we need to, uh, you know, think critically, think carefully as we're reading, even as we're reading our own Bibles, uh, whatever version they are, I think we always need to read carefully. We need to read, uh, you know, and think like, okay, do these words, what are they actually saying? And and next week we're going to look at um, the process of studying scripture. How should we read it? How should we dig into it? Uh, But we don't just need to just sit down and and read passively. We need to uh, really think about, you know, the things we're reading and compare and contrast translations again, because the the whole purpose is we want to know God better. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you want to know God better, 
read the ESV. That's all you got to do. <laughs> that is, if I could end this podcast on any note, just the ESV is the best. Yeah. So it after is the all absolute that, absolute best. After all that's been said and done, um, that's the best translation. You know <laughs> what? I know I'm a, a visitor on this podcast, but I will uh, write a petition to Crossway because that's who uh, does mm. my Bible. Uh, let's yeah. get a sponsorship here. Come on now. Um, yeah, they're not a sponsor of the podcast yet, but yeah. well, hopefully I, they will be. Austin Oliver will work on that for uh, for the bottom shelf Bible there we go. podcast. Let me let me throw this statement at you, Austin, and get your get your uh, thoughts on it. Okay. I've heard it said before: the best Bible translation is the one you'll read. What do you think about that? <laughs> That's a very interesting uh, quote. There, um, I disagree. Okay, I disagree. Yeah, okay. you know, I I dabble in video games as well every once in a while, and I'm. I've heard that uh, the best gun that you'll ever get when you drop into a map is the the first gun. No, that's not always true, mm. man. It, it mm. may be good that you sit there and you you may read that the message or what whatnot. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean yeah. the the best scripture uh, to read is the one that's going to draw you closer to God, and that's going to be closer to the original text so that you can actually know Him more. Yeah, I think this is a, a weird conversation to have because there is so much personal preference tied sure. up into some of this. But also, I think there is some legitimate, we have to be diligent to read the Bible that's going to present to us the most accurate picture of who God is. And so if you are if you have questions about that, of course, we would love to, to interact with anyone. Go follow us on Instagram at Bottom Shelf Bible. And uh, let us know your thoughts on... Uh, Bible translations, whatever your most favorite or what you think is the best translation, let us know. But I would encourage each of us just to go talk to your pastors, talk to your church leaders and um, see what versions of the Bible they use. Ask questions. Uh, Don't just take for granted the fact that we do have so many rich uh, and accurate and great translations out there um, because there are people around the world who just don't have the Bible in their language. So I think we need to, to realize like we have been blessed. Um, and so let's not turn that blessing into a cursing and something that actually takes us farther away from what God intended us to be as his people. Yeah, no, I, could, I couldn't agree more. And, uh, you know, again, translation doesn't equal salvation. Uh, Boom. You know, it's our, our goal is to, to seek Christ. Um, so, yeah, yeah, definitely man, ask your pastors, ask, ask your, the, the shepherds at your church. Um, yeah, if you and if they don't tell you the ESV, find another, <laughs> find no. another church, come I'm, to Highview I'm, church I'm where that. we actually preach uh, through the ESV. All right. I promise I'm done with that. Um, but anyway, Austin, any final thoughts, any, any other uh, brilliant words of wisdom you have any nuggets? No. Oh man, brilliant words of wisdom. No, yeah, uh, yeah. but if you ever want me to back on this podcast, I would love love to be here. Man. I've had a really good time. Um, yeah, man. I mean, what's what's better than two guys getting together and just talking about the word of God? Yeah, absolutely. It's I mean, a good even time. if it's a it's a, a hot topic, you know, translations, especially where we're at down in in the Georgian area. Yeah, uh, down here in the south, man. I mean, it, it's a hot topic, but. Ooh. I've had so much fun. Good. Me too, man. Me too. Glad to, glad to have you on. And just for all of our listeners who are 
joining us. Thank you so much. Um, go back and check out episode one if you missed it. Um, again, follow us on Instagram at Bottom Shelf Bible. We'd love to get to know you a little better. And just a, a hot tip, as you are reading your favorite Bible translation this week, go look up Austin Oliver Music for some wonderful background music as you read, as you study, uh, as you get to know God better. It's just beautiful stuff my buddy's been putting out. So uh, check that out. I think you can listen on all major platforms. Is that right, Austin? Yeah, all major platforms. Um, I will also be releasing another album coming soon. So please feel Sweet. free to listen to that. Um, yeah, I sat down and wrote all this piano music for you uh, to help get your mind right. So uh, I hope great, you man. guys enjoy it. Yeah. yeah, it really is. Uh, so I would, I would definitely recommend that. Definitely had to give you a little plug there, buddy. But thanks for jumping on the podcast thanks, with us. Appreciate having you, Austin. And thank you so much for listening uh, with us. Hopefully this was a helpful conversation down here on the bottom shelf. And we'll see you next time.